He's John Ryan. He, that way, one way, I can never work it out, is Jonathan Prince. And we are... Brutally Johnist, mate. Brutally Johnist. Where's you, your little kind of funny things that you do? With that Brutally Johnist, mate, at here. St. Albans Massive. <laughs> St. Albans isn't actually that gangster, I'd, I'd have you know. Yeah. But it's all good. Oh. We've been up to, where's life? What's going on? You've now the, the baker maker. I am the master baker now. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I was just going to talk about, like, obviously during lockdown, um, people are bored, right? And, like, trying to do extra stuff. So, with me and you, we'd have been going out gigging or preparing stuff for gigs and um, things that I've done to help me stay, like, sane and keep me occupied and creative is uh, making this vlog, for example, with yourself, your good self. And, um, yeah, learn to make sourdough bread, mate. Just got to be done. Sourdough bread, loving it up, to be honest. So, so we're choosing banana bread or sourdough bread. Everyone's making enjoy lockdown. Well, I've been making sourdough bread. And for those of you who don't know, um, there's something that goes on with sourdough bread. Uh, and I've made a song about it. So I'd like to introduce... Uh... Effortlessly. <laughs> Effortless segue, yeah. I'd like to introduce something to you. So... Like, let's introduce you to my bread. I'm the bubble starter, sourdough instigator. I'm the best when framed with bubbly raising agent. I'm a bread starter, sourdough bread starter. No, the prodigy sourdough bread starter in this jar right here. Do you know, in my head, that was so much better. Do you know, I have pointed out to you before that I'm not a clinician uh, <laughs> or medically trained, but I, I can suggest places you could go to if you needed help <laughs> not just the bakers do you know i'm actually gonna have to edit that out because uh my missus is proper unhappy with me making that song keep it in there and let her know right the next time you're giving it all large like shouting and ranting and rubbing your arms around in the front room she just needs to just press play on her phone and go look where does this a sourdough start a funny man yeah, <laughs> yeah man so oh, making Making salmon. Oh, what else have I been up to? I was doing a um, 25 press ups for 25 days to try and raise some awareness for um, people with PTSD, anxiety, and depression, which could lead towards suicide. And in on the final day, I wanted to express to people: if you see this T-shirt that I'm wearing here, yeah, right, the guy in that T-shirt. I don't know if you can see it very well, but when yeah. I saw this, the dude looks like he's wrecked, and it. He's got like a cigarette, yeah. and he's got like a beard, yeah, yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's got weird glasses on. So when I bought this T-shirt, I was like, oh, that looks cool. Reminds me of when I used to get smashed and, like, just get too, too mash-up, yeah? Um, and the guy in the shop said, yeah, it is cool, but I don't know if I'd really want a picture of Kurt Cobain looking like that on my T-shirt. And I was like, oh, wow. Didn't realise it was Kurt Cobain. It made me think to myself, I'm looking at that picture thinking, oh, wow, that reminds me of, like, the greatest times that I've had when I used to go out and get mash-up. But actually, when you look at some people and think they're having the time of their life, Maybe they're struggling a little. So, yeah, still reach out to your mates. A lot of people are still suffering with isolation over the COVID times. Um, and yeah. do, you have, do you have a song about these press-ups? I'm doing press-ups because I, I don't want mess-ups. I don't have a song about doing the press-ups. Why well, have you got a song about it? You've got a song about everything. I know, I know. I didn't write a song about the press-ups because um, 
Yeah, basically, they just hurt, man. I had to do them on my fists because uh, I've got weak wrists. So, Well, all I can say is whatever you've done excessively in your life that has weakened your wrists, you need to stop that because it'll affect your eyesight too. Well, do you know what? Do you know what mash up my wrist? Falling over ice skating. Now, See? I thought to myself the other day, you know, if there's one thing that you could do really well that, like, you can't currently do, for me, it'd be to roller skate. You know, like the old school, four... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like side by side, not the inline skates. No, proper old school, four, yeah. Yeah, yeah I you see that. You see those roller oh, discos yeah. and that? They look wicked. That would, make, that, that would make you happy and make you think that, you know, you've achieved something. Whereas all I would like to be able to do is to be able to eat cold baked beans. Cold baked beans? You, you're, you're still... I can't eat cold baked beans, man. Still can't do it. Still got... Our microwave broke, right? And it broke halfway through cooking the beans so they come out warm. Tasha was like, let's eat them. I'm like, I can't eat warm beans. Like, it's disgusting. She can eat cold beans. She's like, she's got full bean, doesn't non judgmental bean eater. But me, I'm sorry, I've got a preference. Then beans may define themselves as hot or whatever, but they've got to be hot beans for me. I've got seed hotness. So I, had to, I even put loads of like hot pepper sauce on it, thinking that might, that it was just cold and burn my mouth at the same time. Could you not have just had like, put some steam, some steaming next to them, then you would have seen the hotness and it could have made yeah, it. Yeah, it was steaming, was me, because I was hungry. And I got hungry, <laughs> man. I got proper hangry. I'm like, well, if it makes any difference, I don't really do beans. Yeah, you can't do skating either. The more I'm finding out about you, <laughs> you don't do roller skating. I bake you know bread. I bake bread you and I don't sa- do butter. Sourdough bread, man. Where, you know, this is what is wrong with this country, right? Assimilation. People are losing. They're losing their culture, mate. Cultural appropriation, right? You should be proud of hard dough bread. Like instead, you want sourdough bread. <laughs> that's where it's going. That's the wrongest country, mate. People are forget where they come from. Do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to actually work out how to make hard dough bread. But do you know what sourdough is? Do you, want, do you know what that is? Is a clue in the title? Well, yeah, but do you know why it's sour? Explain, come on. So, long and short. I try yeah. not to sing it. Don't sing the explanation. <laughs> my friend. <laughs> my friend. My friend, right, he um, gave me a recipe for sourdough bread and I kept saying to him, oh, I haven't started doing it because I haven't got any yeast. And he was so polite, he didn't have the bottle or the heart to tell me that I was being a fool because sourdough bread is the process of making yeast yourself from flour in order to make bread from. So you don't need yeast. So what you do is you just take some flour, you take some a little bit of water, equal measures, and you basically create a culture of yeast naturally, which you build up in order to make the bread. So the bread has a particular taste to it. And I think that the word sour is not only used to say about the taste, but a sour mash is like a process of keeping some of what you used for the yeast this time in the next process. So for example, some whiskies, they have a, they're like a sour mash and they use some of the um, leftovers of the last distillation process in the next one. Do you know, uh, every time I talk to you now, I, I realise why I missed the night bus. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the man who would sit next to me. This is why I don't take night buses. <laughs> if someone goes, and I'm sitting there, no, sitting there, go, do you know how sourdough bread is? I'm like, oh my God, I'm trapped here. To <laughs> it's not, this is not going to end well. When you said, see the t-shirt, right? Like, when I done my 25 press-ups, when I put this t-shirt on, I thought it was going to look a look hench. But instead, you went, it's got a picture of a man on it with a cigarette and beer. <laughs> You've been in isolation. You've got a cabin fever, bro. I'm, I'm worried about you. Put some comments in the box if you've got some ideas for Jonathan to 
pass the time other than doing press-ups and making sourdough bread. <laughs> Brushing his hair. Brushing my hair. What is going on, man? I've been on that house too long. For all the people that are watching, big thanks to all of subscribers and all the watchers, all the viewers. Um, we made it to 10 episodes last week. We made 10 viewers. We've got more than 10 viewers. <laughs> but yeah, we made it to episode 10. And in episode 10, in the box below, um, I've put a playlist of all the songs that we refer to in each show. Uh, so you can go in there and just have a listen to the songs. Episodes and 1 Can they listen 10. to your ones, your little gems? They can, and see the videos and that. Yeah. Will the Sourdough song be in there yet? The Sourdough song? Uh, no, that might get might get deleted from the... From the archive. I'm still appearing this one. Otherwise, I'm going to bootleg copy. I'll be like hanging around alleyways going, you want a proper genuine version? Of course, the uh, the country and western song isn't there, combing your hair. But um, I haven't True, recorded man. it yet, mate. It's, it's still a banger. Still a banger. No, mate, it's, got two, it's got legs. It's got legs, man. That could be any genre of music as well. But I'm going to play my tune of the week. Go for it. Which is particularly relevant. Okay. Um, I was always a big fan of the specials. Okay. Just brilliant. A whole two-tone vibe. Absolutely phenomenal. Then it became the Fun Boy 3, which was kind of like they couldn't play instruments, so they just winged it. Then the specials made a comeback album with a Fun Boy 3 tune on it, which just sums up COVID. The lunatics have taken over the asylum. The I just thought, what a great idea for a song. The lunatics have taken over the asylum. It just like it's you know, I feel um annoyed at the moment because okay. the world has gone back to normal and then some. And it's like COVID never happened, lockdown never happened. It's like they found a cure, it's all gone away, and now we're back to normal. And the streets are packed, the park was packed this morning. I went yesterday down to visit my son, the traffic was a nightmare. It's like, what was it all about? It does seem like it's gone back to normal, though the conspiracies are still there flying about. Um, I don't know if you've seen the one about how uh, they're going to try to get the people who are most at risk first, yeah? Make sure that mm. the people who are most at risk are, are dealt with with this imaginary vaccine that they don't yet have. Um, and loads of people are kicking off saying it's like medical racism that obviously they're going to test this out on, on black people, basically, um, and see if it works. And then, well, there is there. a disproportionate number. I think if you remember, I talked to you about um, when they talked about black minority ethnic people being overrepresented in the death statistics. It's not black and minority ethnic people, it's Afro Caribbean people because mm -hmm. African people ain't getting it in the same numbers. Um, and so it's about getting, getting perspective. And like it or not, uh, people from the Afro Caribbean community tend to be more frontline workers, so they're at there more chance of meeting people suffering from it. Mm -hmm. um, tough man it's tough times but it's alright for you because you're locked up in your flat making sourdough bread but it's just uh, yeah I just felt really miffed this morning when I was like where all these people come from now in the shops there's no social distancing there's no I went to buy some windows and um, I, I said to the guy do I have to stand me on the tote he's like nah don't worry about that mate just come up to the counter like, oh okay it's like wow <laughs> what happened I what happened I... in like my track for the week, right, is a uh, is a banger. I'm just gonna play it, and then I'll tell you what it is. And I'll stop it there because we're gonna get cussed off by uh, YouTube again. But that track 
is um, called Killer. It's by a group called Adamski. And the person doing the vocal on there, when it first came out, was unnamed. It's a guy named Seal. Um, and yeah, it's a banger. You know, I love to sing in facetto when I'm like stuck in my house. My lady loves me singing in facetto around the house. Remember Bronski beat? Oh, um, yeah. And yeah. But Seal, great. Uh, I saw him in concert. Phenomenal. Got a lot, lot more to him than just that tune. But oh. didn't he wake up with, with the cuts on his face and said they came to him in the night? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I always did wonder what those what they were, but didn't really want to yeah, mention yeah, it. Yeah. And because people was going, it's tribal or it's some cultural thing. But he said, no, it just happened that he woke up with it. Right. Come on, man. Well, I woke um, up and my jaw was mash up, so maybe it could have happened. That could have happened, mate. Yeah. Well, more likely, the missus just tumped you in the face because you're snoring. That could have happened. That could have happened. <laughs> um, Easily done. Last last month we showed the um, Lucid Troops at Peace video. We've now got a theme tune, so people let us know what you think to the theme tune. Rocking on. Um, it's a set. It's all happening. Yeah, and if you watch the video for uh, Lucid Troops at Peace, I noticed that all the way through the video, I've got a massive lighter in my hand. Yeah, I couldn't work out what it was for. I no. Was a fire start reference. I could I couldn't work out what it was for. Seriously. I've got a massive lighter in my hand. So if anyone wants to know why have I got a massive lighter in my hand, don't know, mate. Don't know. Off, let's go back to uh, last when I spoke to you. Okay. You said to me you were going to go and buy a door off eBay. What happened there? Bought my door off eBay, £15. Right, so how do you buy a, a door off eBay? What, what happened? Well, on eBay, so I'm, I'm making a bathroom downstairs. And so we had uh, a wall. I've cut a hole in the wall. Then I thought I put a door in there, but it's got to match the rest of the doors. So I went uh, on to like B&Q and in places, £180 for a door. Really? Um, so I went on eBay, £15. Uh, messaged the guy. hour later, I went to his house, collected it, put it in my car, brought it home. Happy days. Happy doors. And £15 for a door. How, yeah. how come the guy had a spare door? I don't understand. What's going on? He, because a lot of people, when they get these old houses, they take out, modernise it. So they took out all his old doors, put in new kind of glass ones, that look all kind of funky and sort of hip. And then they just had this pile of old doors uh, out in the uh, alleyways. Like, you can have a few if you want. Well, you know, I'd love to, but I've only got one hole. <laughs> <laughs> Never had enough doors. So um, I just took the one door, brought it home. I'm going to cut the square out of it and I'm going to put glass in it. I'm just going to look nuts. So first off, got to ask, when you say I'm going to, do you mean you or you're going to get someone to do? Me. I'm going to drill a hole in it, cut the square out, get the guy to make the glass, put it in the hole. So that's a lovely segue onto my next piece. I hadn't realised how handy you were. I'm not meaning like Irish handy like Irish fighting. Mate. I'm not meaning He's handy like, I mean like actually handy, like you're around the house and stuff. I'm going to do things, man. I do stuff. Yes, yeah, because Irish family, my dad said, if you can build, you can always find work. Um, one of my best mates, he's a psychologist. And I remember once going to his house uh, for dinner. And when I got there, it was in darkness, there were these candles. And I went in and said, oh, this is really atmospheric. He said, no, it's a power cut. Well, what do you mean it's a power cut? He goes, yeah, it's been a power cut for the last couple of hours. So uh, we can't, we're going to have to order some food in. I'm like, uh, but all the, all the streetlights were on. He went, yeah, and? I went, have you checked your fuses? I'm like, uh, fuses. And I literally opened up the cupboard under the stairs, flipped on the main fuse, flipped the fuses back on. It tripped a couple of times, went around, process of elimination. Uh, it turned out his kettle was causing uh, a fuse to trip. He was like, wow, you're like a wizard. <laughs> but how do you know that stuff? <laughs> when you said you're like a wizard, do you know what came to my head then? Whizbit. 
Wizbit. If no one knows about Wizbit, check that out. Ha ha, this away. Ha ha, that away. Anyway, I'll leave that there. <laughs> Episode's just going to happen. You've exhausted yourself with your press-ups. Yeah, so, but the thing is, right, it's all about, when you said about things to do during lockdown, like, I've just decided to just build my house. So, what can I do? I'm not going to be, for a lot of comics, there is no work. None. Zip, zero, zilch. And because my company, we do training, no work. Maybe, like, I'm probably doing about one hour a week um, online webinar stuff. But it's, it's not sustainable. So, I'm thinking, what can I do while I'm waiting to see if some kind of normality comes back, I will um, just start fixing up my house. So uh, there we go. This week, I should be working on a cruise ship around the Mediterranean. And then um, next week, I've got four gigs, all cancelled, everything cancelled. So my comedy income is zero. I've just got to think, well, what can I do to fill the time? Indeed, man. Indeed. And I think that's the best thing to do, really, not to sit there idle too long because obviously it can send you crazy right yeah i've thought about um like i've got an nvq in uh, in gardening right because when i left college i always did evening classes all the time so um one time i bought this house and had a nice garden i thought i don't know nothing about gardening i'll go and do a college course so i did nvq level one it was at lunchtime on wednesdays and there were three johns one was 88 so he was called old john and then one was like in his 60s, and he was John. And I was young John. And we used to, I'm not kidding you, we would go on field trips to the garden centre, and it looked like I was taking an old folks home out for the day. And, um, they would go, oh, look, this is really nice. Uh, we could we could buy this uh, fuchsia bush for 90 pence, 30 pence each, and we'll, we'll divide it. So I'd give old John 30p, and then the next week he'd bring into class this little fuchsia bush in a pot. And I'm like, oh, mate, happy days. How good is this? So one of the things I thought about doing was uh, training to be a proper gardener. Uh, got to get a level four MVQ. It would take me 18 months. Okay. So I think, yeah, I could do that as a hobby, and then I could earn a living doing it. Yeah. All yeah. good. I'm, I'm rubbish at gardening, man. I don't even know. I saw some cherries outside on the tree, and I, I almost ate one, and I thought, hold on, what if it's poisonous? Like, as it was entering my mouth, I was like, hold on. Hold on. About. <laughs> Yeah, because you've got to think, you've got to, um, like, lots of my contemporaries and um, other comics, they're, they're just struggling. They've got, they've got no income, they've got no transferable skills. If all else fails, I'd get a job as a builder, but I don't want to do that, man. So, but if, if it comes to it, I'll do it. I'm still hoping that there's some kind of normality comes back. Um, I'll say that again. Some kind of norm. I can't say normality all of a sudden. Normality. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, like, how can it come back to some kind of normality? We're going to have social distancing for a time. So nothing till Easter next year, I don't think. With my training, face-to-face training, my next booked appointment is April 21. Wow. Subject to COVID. Um, I want to switch the subject slightly to something because a friend of mine, a fellow comedian named Dave Green, has been doing some... Um, just little uh, little videos, right? Talking about lucid dreaming. So a lucid dream is a dream that is very real, but also you are you know you're dreaming. So you can then control the dream. Right? Now, I started to wear a watch about five years ago, maybe six years ago, simply for the reason of having something like looking at the being used to looking at my watch, because in dream world, the watch should spin. Right, there's no time in Dreamworld. So there's ways to tell that you're dreaming. One is to go up to a light switch 
in a dream and flick the light switch and there's no dark in in a dream world so the light switch won't send everything into dark and you can know you're dreaming to me that was way too complicated to do while dreaming because i'm asleep right so i decided right i'd wear a watch and then constantly look at the watch be used to doing that in the real world when i look at the watch in the dream world then i'd know i was dreaming what actually happened was i never got to see the watch spinning like this I know this sounds mental, by the way, but I wanted to talk about it. No, 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 no. You make sound, though, Brent, so you set the bar high. <laughs> right. So the watch didn't ever spin for me because every time I went to look at the watch, the process of looking at the watch, going to look at the watch, allowed me to know that I was dreaming. Right? Right. This guy I know named Dave Green has taken it to different levels, right? So he now goes into his own dream and decides that he's going to do something. So he decided that he was going to ask the characters in his dream what they would write on Twitter, right? And manage to go into the dream, ask the characters what they would write, find out something that someone said to him, keep that in his mind till he's woken up yep. to then tweet it in the real world. Fascinating. <clears throat> that, that, that's the fascinating. And so watching, see, I would have thought the, the way to work out if you're dreaming or not is to have a wee. How would and that then, tell you? Well, because if you get punched in your face, get out of bed, dirty man! You know that. You know that. You're in the real world. Whereas, you know, you could dream you're a chicken, you're laying eggs. That's going to get you into a lot of trouble. That could lay get that that could lay me into some trouble. That could get me into some trouble. But yeah, so the reason why I wanted to bring this concept upright is because obviously in life, and I'm going to just put this out there now. Okay. I was thinking about how there's certain things that have happened to me. And this is related to time now in the past, right? Which at the time were really dark moments. Okay, let's just pick it up like this. Let's say a bad gig, not such a dark moment. Let's say a bad gig. You have a bad gig, yeah. you come off stage, you feel like, oh, nah, um, I've had one before. People wanted to literally run me out of the building, right? Do you think, oh, nah, and you feel really, really bad about it. And every time you think about that gig, it's really horrid. But then as you think back to it, start to learn things about it, you can kind of work it out in your mind as to what happened and you can start to think back to it in a different way so to me thinking of it in the first sense of going oh no i can't think of that it's so embarrassing to get to a point where you think back and go actually if it wasn't for that gig i wouldn't be where i am now and it taught me this this and this to me that process of rethinking a past event to me is time travel okay because you've time traveled back in your own mind to this time, allowed yourself to think about it in a different way. In this time, it's this um, it's a comfortability bias or something like that. I think it's called, whereby you replay events over and over and over again, and then you get comfortable with them, uh, and it kind of uh, satisfies your need to be right or to not be in the wrong. Really, it's um, sleep is all about trying to get your um, waves, you know, your alpha waves, your delta waves and all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> you've got to get from light sleep to, to deep sleep. And then once you get deep sleep, that's when you get your dreams. During lockdown, because we ain't working, we've got time, our brains can be imaginative. And the, um, the deep sleep is you're having longer periods. Right. If I think back to a dodgy relationship, back in the day and that relationship made me feel harsh and the way that it finished was all harsh and that and then I think about all the things that I've done achieved seen and everything since that relationship and how I would never have seen any of them things had I still have been in it then in my mind then I'm actually quite happy about them dark events that happened at that time this is outside of the dream world now just in conscious reality 
I'm actually thinking to myself, nah, I'm quite glad that that harsh moment happened. Them, them times when things don't go according to plan, you learn something. So you have the best gig in the world. Everything goes brilliant. You get your money when you leave. Do you know what I mean? Everything's fine. You learn, you learn nothing though. You know what I mean? Yeah, but why, why do you feel that everything has to, you have to learn from every experience? I don't know. That, I feel, that fascinates me. I feel like that's why we're, why we're about, right? Just like, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Is that, it does evolution need learning for it to succeed? I don't know. I don't know. I just think that um, sometimes people expect answers for everything. You know, well, that happens for a reason. That happens. Sometimes things just happen. Yeah, yeah, you know, I see that. And, and learning to accept stuff, that's all part of growing up. Um, and it just fascinates me, like I say that. Some people, they just don't seem able to get past stuff because they dwell on it. You know, um, so I've got a, a, a good mate who's in the military and he um, was diagnosed with PTSD. And um, it, it, it didn't, you know, it, it wasn't, it didn't have dark thoughts, didn't uh, want to hurt himself or anything like that. And he found that by talking about it, it made him relive it. It's actually more uncomfortable to talk about it than it was to just what he called deal with it right and almost repress right yeah well yeah and it's whole that's the whole thing though isn't it so it's it's difficult difficult. actually i'm going to qualify that because dealing with it wouldn't always be repression man sometimes you're just dealing with it on your own to work out why has this thing moved me so much whatever it is why has it moved me so much what is it about me the underlying of self that has allowed this thing to move me sorry man i'm mad interested in this stuff this is like i love this stuff so maybe we'll talk more about it on the next vlog, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you've also got to understand that um, like I've always found that the people don't realise the importance of sleep. You've got to get a good night's sleep. So all, it's all well and good going, yeah, I'm going to control my dream. I'm going to kind of try this lucid thing and see if I can actually... Sometimes you just, you've got to go, that's your subconscious just trying to go over things to see how you could have treated it, how you could not have treated it. I had, a, I think I might have mentioned this before, in the first week of lockdown, I had a dream that my eldest boy, he got signed to play football for Maccabee Haifa. And the football ground was, you got into it through a, a gate at the bottom of my garden. And um, he, he was going to take a penalty in a big cup final match. And people started booing him. And then I, I just went on a killing spree. What are you booing my boy for? And then the next morning when I was telling Tasha about it, she goes, I think I know what your dream means. I'm like, what? She goes, it means you're a psychopath who should be locked up. You're a danger. <laughs> But my other friends probably felt that like I really want my son to do well and I don't want people to criticise him. But, you know, you can interpret it in different ways. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm not so much into interpreting, but you're right about just letting yourself sleep. Because, for example, I'm not turning into Pontius Pilate wanting someone to... That's a that's an old Bible reference there for anyone who's watching. But, yeah, man, I feel like... Um, for me, I've kind of messed up my sleep a little bit. I sleep really well and really easily. But over the last few weeks since seeing Dave post that thing and thinking, wow, he's managed to get this lucid dream thing down. I've like wanted to have more lucid dreams. But the thing is, I've ended up having more vivid dreams. But I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. I don't know that I'm dreaming. Yeah, I'm not looking at the watch. I'm not flicking the light switch. I don't know. But I wake up then and I've had a really satisfying sleep. And I can remember my dream. But I'm really pissed off because I, I didn't know I was dreaming. So I've woken up really happy, really refreshed, right? But I'm well, like, I can see that. That's good. A nice dream, you know. I've had nice dreams. But like with regard to that dream I told you about, 
Why Maccabee Haifa? Why didn't my son play for Arsenal or Man United or England or... Maccabee Bayern Haifa? Bayern that sounds like a reggae Such artist. Stuff. What is that? It's an Israeli football team I've nice. discovered. I didn't know that the day before, but it's like, what is it? So how does that work? I've had conversations where um, my dad, who passed away six years ago, seven years ago, he's tried to have conversations with me, and I'm like, I don't want to talk to him. Now, I would love, just I would give anything to have three minutes of conversation with my dad, but in my dream, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. So it's very bizarre. And as I've got older, I've noticed that I now have dreams um, you might want to put a warning up here, whereby there's like three or four gorgeous girls broken down in a minibus, and I'll stop and give them a lift. And that's all I do. I give them a lift. I mean, I'm going to chat about the weather. <laughs> Whereas back in the day, that would have got grim pretty quick. I would have got nasty and messy. I'm like, <laughs> well. Um, there was one other subject you wanted to cover, but it's almost time for you to leg it. So uh, maybe we should leave it here and do another one later on in the week. We'll do that. Let's do that. All good. Well, um, he's John Ryan. And he is Jonathan Saldo Prince. <laughs> That's like the worst <laughs> boxing name ever, isn't it? Jonathan Saldo Prince in the blue corner! <laughs> Jonathan Saldo You've got to know from the Saldo down in three. <laughs> anyway, we're brutally, brutally yeah, honest. Yeah, hey, be careful out there and all that. <laughs> Speak soon, bruv. Um, yeah, and put put notes in the comments if you want to yeah, ask us anything. And, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, um, continue being handy with the old housework there, son. And um, I will catch up with you Thank later. You. I love calling people son who are older than son. me. Just put all it right, son. Thanks, son. <laughs> You're all right, son. Yeah. Nice one. All right, peace. Uh, the ones to watch out for, the ones to watch out for is um, fella. What there, fella? Fella. <laughs> I found myself calling everyone buddy as I get older. Hey, pal. Buddy, buddy, this... buddy, buddy, buddy. No, that, you need to cut that bit out right there. You Why? Stop that right now. Why? Because that was a parody that could get you into a lot of trouble in the BME, BAME, or BBBME community. I don't, I don't understand why. I don't feel like we have to extend this podcast to, uh, to learn why. Uh, you have to understand that that... Um, Impression could be considered to be a racist impression, and oh, I, think who? I think I think you'll have to accept that. When you do this podcast, only I can be racist. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't. Got a racist badge, yeah. So, <laughs> very lucky, son. Hold on, before we go, what, what, your, your hair colour's changed. What's going on there? You've been you've been barbers. What's going on? Witness protection. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> He's, he's Sarah. He's, he's Jonathan Sarah Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Big up. Brutally Jonas. Peace. Bye.